Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. We're back again. So many of you have your devotionals now in hand. Yes. If you have gotten yours, please email us or tag us on social media or something. We just want to hear about it. The reports that we've gotten, we're really excited because we thought that this would be exciting to actually hold and open. It is so beautiful. The pages are real thick pages. They're just cool. Excellent texture on the cover. Mm, If you're at about the halfway point, just open it up and it flops open. It's so nice. Yep, all these things that we finally get to see in the flesh. So exciting. And if you haven't gotten your copy yet, um, there's still time before Christmas. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost out of our first print run, which is, is dwindling. very exciting. Yes. And um, at select Barnes & Noble stores, they're going to be there on uh, December 4th, although That's we exciting. have no idea which ones. And we can't tell you, and they won't tell us. So it's a hunt. The yes. mystery remains. And the Kindle version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On December 4th as well. December wow. 4th. That's right. Um, yeah, so if you find the Barnes & Noble that have Let these us know. copies, yes. tell us because we can't find They're out. all in Tanzania. Plenty of them. 300 of them. They're a big Barnes & Noble place. Bill <laughs> <Pill> snorted. <laughs> Well, today we are continuing on with giving you guys some samplings of these devotionals. Um, And we are pulling from November this time, um, November 15th. If you have your devotional, you can open it and read along. Exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, John, would you read Convictions? Yes. Success is an interesting animal. It can make you opportunity-driven instead of conviction-driven. Then you're wide open to uh, succeeding at becoming someone you never wanted to be. Convictions, on the other hand, get formed away from applause, achievement, and followers. They are about who God has called you to be and what you want your life to be about, the influence you believe God wants you to have. Convictions are also about who you don't want to be, You're deciding that your integrity will not be bought, that a larger stage must be the right stage. When you make choices from your convictions, you are deciding the nature of your significance and influence, what you'll pass on to your children and their children. When you make choices from opportunity, the nature of your significance gets decided for you. A mature friend can help you sort through all of this. Convictions can come at any age, I love that, to radically affect the rest of your life on the journey. And we had two questions after we read 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Which says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And we, we thought two good questions to come out of this would be, what's a situation where you've seen this play out? And secondly, what is one way this can apply to our everyday lives? Boy, that is a packed conviction. I'm packed a, a devotional. Yeah. Just beautiful truth. We could go all day on that. Yeah. I think I love the very end of inviting your friends into those wrestles, into those struggles, into those convictions. Um, I think so often it's not bad to want to succeed or do well in a certain situation and we're presented so many opportunities throughout the day. Um, that can get confusing at times because something may not be bad to be bad or good and 
be bad. Um, so I think it's so helpful to invite a friend into it. And as that friend who's on the receiving end, just listening, being there. Um, I think before you speak, just pause and really hear what your friend is trying to say um, before you respond. Because I think so often we talk about not fixing or solving someone else's problems, but just being there. Um, and I think just pause and then reflect on whatever they're trying to ask. I think is so helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be really difficult when opportunity presents itself, especially if it's an area that we're insecure in or something that plays to our shame of, oh my gosh, if, if I got this opportunity, then that means I'm somebody. Yeah. I'm somebody. Well, we get so clouded. It's really hard to see clearly. And so I think, I think exactly what you're saying, Brie, of having other people that are outside of that swirl of shame and opportunity and convictions and all of that going together, someone that can help you see um, what's really going on and what really makes sense for you is so helpful. Yeah. Someone who isn't probably going to benefit from what it is that is blinding you mm-hmm. or isn't under the same cloud of fear that you are, that can be really helpful. doesn't even have to be objective. Just those two things. Yeah. Can be helpful. I uh, will often have often had conversations with myself and others about things that are tempting it could be things with money, could be things having to do with your success, attractiveness, any of those things. And I've often, often heard people say, well, that'll never happen to me because, and then they make a derogative uh, expression about themselves. Do you mean like I would never have that opportunity Yeah, like because I'm not smart enough, good enough, whatever. You right. Mean that? Yep. And so that's not going to happen. And I think that what that ends up is that you have already made the decision that if that opportunity presents itself, that you are going to do that because not only have you told yourself, well, that's, that's not going to happen. So your guard is down, but actually you've also said, I am not good enough. And so when that thing presents itself, which is something that you would think you wouldn't want to do, it's actually going to tell you, you are good enough. And what feels better than that? When you've been telling yourself the whole time, you're not. I love what you said at the end of that, uh, before you said, it's almost good that it happens sometimes because then you get to find out that you are better than your shame. Mm-hmm. And and what what your shame told you you would be satisfied with, you are not. Yeah, and I think that opportunity, Bill, you've said this before, and it really has affected my decision-making of that. We often make opportunity out to be that that must be God's will. Well, if this has been is open to me, then that must be. And it seems good, better, step up, whatever, then it must mean that it's God's will. Um, but John, you were saying the enemy can use opportunity yeah. just as much as yeah. God can. Yeah. Um, and that's really helped me to take a step back of looking at opportunity and saying, this is neutral. So this might be a really good thing, but it might it might take me off track of where I'm trying to go. So it's just helped me to kind of take some of that immediate power away from opportunity. Um, and I was sharing a story of, of one time when I, I did listen to that, of there was a job opportunity, looked really right, impressive, would have looked much more on the right track. Um, and I just knew from a couple of convictions that I had career wise that I knew that that was not actually a good opportunity and wasn't going to move me in the right direction. So great victory. But then <laughs> there's, I, I do this, uh, side, um, art stuff um and um really cool 
self-art stuff. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, and I've been realizing over the past couple of weeks that I don't have any convictions there. I have no idea why I say yes to some commissions and no – well, I never say no to commissions, actually. Um, anytime there's an opportunity. That could make you a victim of opportunity. Right. That's all. <laughs> and, and realizing that I've just said yes because I don't know what I – I don't know – this is why I say yes, and this is why I say no. This is where I'm heading, so I'm only going to say yes to things that move me in this direction. Mm. Well, I have no idea. So, and it's so much more gratifying to get a commission and to to have lots of of things to work on, even if they aren't ones that I enjoy. But it's so gratifying to get those mm. those yeses and those sales and things like that, as opposed to having to wait to be patient to wrestle with insecurity to actually move in the direction I want to move. And so this devotional has been really helpful in convincing me that I need to develop some mm. convictions mm. in that area of my life, mm. or I'm just going to keep running myself into the ground with something that mm. was supposed to be fun. Yeah. Sometimes you already know your convictions deep down, but all you have is a feeling. And so Bree's point is incredibly important to this because people can help you once they ask you questions to start articulating what's yeah. going on that's already deep rooted and then you can form words to give you an easier mark of oh this is why mm -hmm. and this is my why for next time and it's already in me god already placed it so it's not like the other person is informing me of who i am but they're helping to uncover what is already solidified in me and my convictions mm -hmm. um i have also had that what you're talking about that just feeling it's not necessarily like a list of convictions but similar to Brittany have been offered career opportunities that I've turned down and at the time was just like a feeling like I knew that the, it looked like a great job and probably would have put me on the right path but um I just knew myself and knew I didn't want that job um and looking back now I know why um, I still sometimes wonder what life would have been if I'd <laughs> taken that job in a congressman's office, but <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't. And I, it's, a, it's a good thing that I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it might be helpful for us to just, if, if any of us have convictions that we can share, mm -hmm. might be helpful. I mean, to us, like David was just talking about, being able to actually put to words some of our convictions, some of the reasons we make decisions the way we mm -hmm. do. Um, but also for everyone listening, if you're wondering what what does a conviction sound like? Um, I think what's helpful uh, for me is that to understand my convictions are things that are based in truth that I trust. And I always ask the question after I make a statement like that is, how would I know I'm trusting truth? Because I act upon it. So a good thing for me is to know that there are convictions that are real convictions because we act upon them. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it's a it's a simple but very broad applied conviction. Uh, I I believe that God has a purpose in every choice He makes. And and what that does for me is that frees me to believe because of His grace, there is significant expression in the life of every person I meet, because God has a purpose in his choice. And, and if I can just believe that about everybody in this room and everybody I meet, and you believe that about me, then, then that whole idea of the significance of God's purpose becomes something I can pursue, help others pursue, 
and get in touch with. That, that, that's just a basic conviction, but it's one that really says a lot about who I am and what I teach and what I try to do. Mm. You know, as you're speaking, I'm, and I probably won't say it well, but I want to say if that's true, if a c- conviction is something based on truth, then I will never play the fool for following a conviction and giving up an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That God will never punish me or punish me. I will never lose out. He'll never go, oh, that was a bad one. You Sure, you followed truth, but you missed this. Um, that's a very comforting thing for me to know, mm-hmm. that, that I can stay in truth and won't be out of the purposes of God. I won't be out of the delight of God, and I won't miss the best life. The book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is full of people who uh, believe God's promises and believing they were truth acted upon them. Mm-hmm. That's what Hebrews 11 is all about, people who actually believed God's truth. There is a difference between promises you make yourself out of pain, mm-hmm. things that you won't experience again, and you have those mm-hmm. formed in the concrete of your soul, hardened like rocks. And convictions that are formed out of the truth of God, which are always soft. They may be hard to do, and they may be excruciating to live by, but you know that it's God's truth because of his love and because he makes it animated in our hearts. So one of mine that I kind of hate, but it's my conviction, is people over problems. And I write it on myself. People, greater than sign, problems. And I hate that I struggle with that so much. Problems to me are to be fixed in people, in things. And I know that God's truth is that people are always more important than problems. And sometimes you have to go through the problem to realign with people, but it's always for the person, not for the problem. Mm -hmm. So living by that is one of those things where it's like, I need to remember that conviction because I will forget it in my innate going through life self. Mm -hmm. And so you form these things to remind yourself of who you are when uh, when you need them, when you need those milestones, when you need those anchors in the ground. Mm-hmm. One of mine that's not that easily articulated, it doesn't have a good tagline, but mm-hmm. I know it, so I guess it's probably just still being formed before I can say it really well, but that I I'm so task-driven and so accomplishment-driven in a negative way. You can be you can be accomplishment driven in, in positive ways. In a negative way, I I crave accomplishments um, and applause and all these things that we talked about just in this devotional. And I want to consistently choose a life where I get to enjoy what God has given me, enjoy the people in my life, enjoy my work instead of getting more accomplishments. But you can do while achieving things or while working hard, you can you can do that in a way where you still enjoy the rhythms of your life. You still keep balance or I just run past those things and then kill myself doing too much of the things that that I feel like feed my shame. And so, again, doesn't have a tagline yet, but just that feeling of I want to choose a life that I can enjoy mm-hmm. instead of one that looks impressive. Yeah. We're going to continue on with these devotionals, and uh, next week we have another great one for you. And in fact, our team is going to do a read of these that's going to come out on the book launch day on December 4th. So on Amazon, also at those 
very, very, very secret Barnes & Noble. Um, and so look for that as well. But we'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast.